Sun's up! What's up, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of Active Recall. I am your co-host, Walter, with... Francis. And this is episode 39. Before we begin, guys and girls, we just want to say thank you for checking us out, tuning in, and staying tuned. If you guys can spare 30 seconds of your time, please write a review, subscribe on iTunes, anything is cool. We seriously appreciate it. But anyways, Sess, let's get into it, man. Uh, what do we got going on today? We're hooked up to a, a billion <laughs> devices right now trying to record uh, video. We're recording audio on both sides. I've got this slideshow connected. Um, uh, but we're going to talk about... Let's see. Is my screen frozen? Oh, here we go. Uh, two things... There's this Game Informer Top 300 Games. We're going to talk about the top 20 and actually only like five of them that overlap. And then we have a Book of the Week, The 4-Hour nice. Work Week by Tim Ferriss. So we'll start with this. I sent this list over to Wally. There were 300 games. And then we, we're going to talk about the top 20, but 20 is a lot. Um, <laughs> do you want to just uh, run through this whole list? Sure. Just, just um, name them. You got it. So, out of this list of Game Forward, we got Counter-Strike, Chrono Trigger. No, 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 no. For top 20. It's just 20 down. Oh, dang. I have to go find it now. Uh, okay, never mind, go I got it. Super Metroid, Mass Effect 2, <laughs> Counter-Strike, Diablo 2, Chrono Trigger, Bioshock, yeah. Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Doom, Minecraft, Miss Pac-Man, and then top 10, The Witcher 3, Elder Scrolls 5, Red Dead Redemption, Call of Duty 4, Final Fantasy 6, World of Warcraft, Grand Theft Auto 5, and then the top three, Tetris, Mario 3, and the Super Nintendo Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. Nice. Um, so something good about this game or this list is that they have a lot of like modern games. Um, and yeah, yeah, they they mixed it in. So a lot of times you'll just see like the top ten are like Super Nintendo games or something like that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you heard like Witcher 3, um, Minecraft, and so more more recent games in like Grand Theft Auto Five, um, but yeah, we'll we'll talk about five of them that both of us played. Um, first one, number eighteen, Counter Strike. Dude, that was probably the one of our a big the biggest chunk of our lives that we were playing a lot uh, during what high school, middle school, high school, high school, right? high school. Yeah, and it was. I think it was all, all four years at least, but um, yeah, I think uh, I. If you guys don't know that game yet, <laughs> you guys should really check it out. Oh, if you uh, don't, re- then you could check out Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it's that it's just it's a very long game. How uh, it was it when we used to play? It was teams of six, teams of five. Well. If you're doing, like, a scrim, you're doing, like, five-on-five. Five. But right. we were really just playing in, like, servers. So it would be, yeah. like, eight-on-eight, eight probably. Maybe seven-on-seven on, seven on the machine. Do you remember um, your favorite weapon? Or, like, your go-to weapon? Yeah, I mean, probably, like, the, the op, AWP, um, uh. learning to snipe. I remember what I was trying to do with uh, this list of games. Uh-huh. Life lessons. <laughs> 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 but, 
My bad. So yeah, we have life lessons, and it looks like we did it with priorities. So, what were you trying to go for with priorities in Counter Strike? Uh, I was thinking of, well, you know, you could be doing all of this stuff when you're playing the game. Um, mm-hmm. Usually, it's like two teams, and then, or it, it is two teams, and right. one team is trying to set like destroy a bomb site. So you could be dilly dallying, and then all of a sudden you hear uh, the bomb has been planted, and what do you do? Oh, dude, uh, drop everything you're doing and head straight to the bomb site. But you have to make sure it's whichever bomb site you have to. Uh, it's like each, like both of us, for example, during the time we were playing, at least one person in our team is covering one site, and if per- that one of that person, if that person died, then of course we'd go. And that place was planted. We're going straight there, or you know, we have to defuse that bomb. So that was the that was like the main objective immediately. Right. Uh, I think so. I think trying to pull this lesson out into real life, it's just <laughs> uh, it's important to have that kind of like focus, and it's hard to have that kind of focus. Um, but it's worth working towards so that you know you could just like beeline towards it in whatever like your videography or like this podcast uh, it's it's that idea of like once you have a priority once the c4 is set then you know to if you're on this counter-terrorist side then you just run towards that site because you need to defuse it and same thing with the terrorists they all go toward it and then defend it and the rest of the map doesn't really matter not that much right Right. Um, unless you know you you want to have like that awareness, it doesn't really matter that much. Like, especially like where you spawn from or something like that. Oh, um, for sure. All right. Um, let's see. Do you want to s- s- skip to like a, a couple of other ones? Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's All see. Right. Uh, you played Chrono Trigger. Yeah, but dude, did you beat it's it been so long? No, I did not. Okay, that was that was like kid time. So no, definitely did not beat it. I should I should actually go back to it and play, but anyways, um, let's go to let's see what was a good one out of old perspective and Masters of Doom, a uh, little time a little, like Dark Souls three. I probably should have shared this slideshow with you before because it goes. It goes. <laughs> uh, all right, I'll just skip through. I'll, I'll just jump through this one. Oh man, uh, that looks so sick. So though. like Chrono Trigger, okay. I, I think the thing about uh, I haven't played it like, as an adult, but I played it as a kid, and you. Like, a lot of it is, like, this time travel thing. Um, yeah. It's, like, the whole thing. Like, the whole story is about time travel. Um, and you get this sense that you can control things and affect the future, but really you don't... You can't. Like, a lot of the story is pretty linear. Uh, it's, like, this illusion of control in a way. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, life lesson there. You can control some things, and it's... We've talked about this, like... Uh, if you if it's not in your control, then don't worry about it. Next game, you played Doom. Yep. Number thirteen is Doom. Man, old school. Yeah, I just remember when I was a kid during that time. It was probably the most gruesome. One of the more, it was like Duke Nukem, I guess. But it was a, uh, it was pretty gruesome. But it says here perspective in Masters of Doom. Um, I think this was the time everyone was learning the WASD controls. And it was a computer game, yeah, it was a computer game, and you just had to you have run and gun it's uh it's a crazy game of just going through one level at a time and just just doing a muck, just destroying 
monsters at the same time trying to dodge them because they, they hurt and you have to pick up health any possible way. Dude, it was a weird story too. There wasn't really much of a story. I don't remember that. I, I don't know that I really actually... Yeah, you're right. I think I played Duke Nukem and not Doom and I didn't really play either one all that much, but I did. Oh, okay. Um, have you read Masters of Doom? No. It's like about the making of the game. Um, so, something interesting for that book is that... Uh, let me see if this excerpt is here. Yeah. It, it's this thing that we take for granted. Um, it, it, Doom, like, it's like... A, it, it is, it's a 3D world, right? As you remember it. Yeah. So, um, WASD to, like, move left and right, and then move your mouse up and down to look up and down, right? Yeah. Not the case. <laughs> so... You can't look up. You can't look up and down if you think about it. Um, I don't know if that's the case in Duke Nukem, but um, uh, you can. You can. It's. I think that's actually the way they implement it because uh, a lot of monsters come up from the sky and they fly down. So you're able to take them down, looking up. But anyways, okay. yeah, yeah. Doom. You can't. So it was like this when Quake came out. It was actually 3D where. Quake you were like looking around and that was just something um cool from the from the book just to it talks about the development of doom and i I guess another amazing thing is like how how few people worked on these games um i think doom was probably like six people or less than eight probably wow Um, really yeah do you remember the first time you played i guess like a first person shooter first time First-person shooter. Wow. Was it Goldeneye? <laughs> Dude, I think so. I, I might have to... I mean... I can't say Doom so much, but yeah, I'm going to say Goldeneye. That was probably the most... Um, that was the most game... That was the most time I played a first-person shooter. And... Uh, Dude, you go for it. I, I loved that game. Yeah, I... <sighs> I think I played Duke Nukem probably in the Navy Exchange when you know, <laughs> it was always the demo in like Navy Exchange or the BXPX um, yeah. on base. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm guessing Goldeneye is probably yeah the first first person shooter that I played. Um, yeah. do, you, do you remember uh, Turok Dinosaur yeah, Hunter and 64, yeah. dude? The whole bow and arrow 3D world thing, that was a, that was a crazy game, too. And it had the different controls. Um, yeah, it was it, very awkward. It, well, <laughs> that's the thing. I think it was more like, I bet if we played it now, it would feel more natural, because it was like, kind of like the WASD mapping, um, so that you could strafe and stuff. Like, GoldenEye feels oh, weird yeah. now, I think, where like, I think if you press up on the analog stick, it'll... It does move you forward instead of. Uh, I think if you lock it, no, like if you press the R, the top uh, bumper button, and then you could you could kind of strafe, but you could lock, right. and then your body mo- shifts. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That was a very, that was a sneaky move. That was a sneaky move. But uh, strafing to the side, I think you just. Yeah. I, no wait, wait. I forget. How I guess we'll, we'd have to try it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, it was just like you didn't have two analog sticks, so they had to work with that. Um, yeah. Let's see. Next next game. Number seven on this list was Call of Duty Four. Um, oh man, 
I love that game. That was a great game. Um, do you have you played it? Yeah. Um, did you do? You did the campaign, right? Yep. Yep. Played did the story. you do veteran? That um, what's it called? Is it like the difficulty level? There, there's one achievement that's super hard. Um, it's a Mile High Club on veteran. No, do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, dude, that's insane. And it's, uh, like speaking of Goldeneye, it's like facility. Do you remember that? <laughs> it probably wasn't called an achievement. Of um, I never did the facility one on Goldeneye, but this is similar where you're like trying to do something in two minutes. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> life lesson. <laughs> uh, so. Playing Dark Souls reminds me of this a lot. Like, this mission, you just get a little further and a little mm-hmm. further each time. And you're, you're trying to, like, get the time down each time. Um, I think this slideshow broke. Um, but it, it's about grit. <laughs> and okay. just, like, oh, I love grit. W- working at something um, over and over and slowly improving. I thought that that um, mission kind of, not like a microcosm, but um, yeah, you definitely had to do like a little bit of improvement and improve like a little bit at a time. So um, yeah, I thought you had done it. That's why I, I brought it up. No, um, uh, that was pretty hard actually, just to do it within two minute, a two minute timer. Yeah, I think I forget what you have to like get the some kind of hostage out. And then yeah, jump yep. probably jump out of the plane um, until you, <laughs> until you do it perfectly. Um, next game, which our I'm, favorite, <laughs> don't know from memory. Uh, oh, it's Super Mario Brothers Three. Oh uh, yeah. So it was one of it was probably the most. Uh, we we talked about the side scroller all the time. One of my favorite games, uh, and every time we played it. We would always talk about the warp whistle, the whistle that would just make you jump from spot to spot or uh, to worlds to world, uh, different worlds to worlds. And like, for example, going to one of my favorite worlds is the giant world. Uh, everything is ten times bigger than you. I love that. That was actually one of my more favorite times playing. But there was always a time where I would use that warp whistle because there would be one level that would be incredibly hard. Like, uh, very irritating, very upsetting to do. But I think the way we came about that was that we have to enjoy that journey. The, the life lesson is enjoying the journey instead of using the warp whistle. Uh, there is a grind to it. There is that grit. There is that, that time you have to figure out a level. And you'd be, it'd be way more rewarding to have that instead of the using the warp whistle because of course you know you're dodging a lot of stuff i mean i think just like skipping through it yeah exactly and i didn't like that i mean there was a time where i thought like the first level the first world one one and you could find the warp whistle and all that stuff you could actually dip out of that place without even saving the first king yeah like uh that was the thing that that made me kind of wonder like uh the objective wasn't there all the time, like to save everyone, to right. save the kings, to save the princess or whatever. But that's what tripped me out the most was when I played that game. You can use a warp whistle, and then when I'm in the you different world, I'm like, wait. I was like, wait, what about the king? Did, is he like stuck and stuck as an animal? <laughs> right. 
But yeah, that's that was one of the things I always tripped out on. But yeah, uh, life lesson. Get you some time? Warp whistle. <laughs> Enjoying the journey. The warp whistle. What were you gonna say, Seth? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, pretty much that. Enjoy the journey. That's our um, life lesson. Life lesson Take it to from heart. Mario Three. <laughs> don't yep. just skip. Um, don't just skip to the end. It was this thing. Save uh, the kings. <laughs> we have a friend, Kurt, and he would. Um, get a new game when he his parents would get him a new game when he beat the game which I thought was always like this cool rule um, but I was spoiled so I didn't have to beat like <laughs> games to... <laughs> and I remember uh, he was so good at I think it was like Shinobi 2 so some random game um, oh wow and yeah I, I, it seemed so important before like growing up to yeah. s- see the ending I, I think because I don't, it was the only like narrative part in the game where you'd see like a lot of story and until like now there's like fmvs and things like weaved in throughout so um the ending doesn't matter like quite as much but uh, oh, yeah. let's let's jump to the to the book of the week <laughs> You got it. Book of the week. <laughs> that was an experiment. I think this this one's on me. Uh, that the game organization wasn't wasn't perfect, but uh, I thought it was okay. But, I, I liked it. So let's go to it. The book of the week is the Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss, and we're actually revisiting this. Uh, I think a way 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 back we were trying to mention this in, but uh, you actually did a YouTube video of this recently, which you guys could find. Uh, on Sess's YouTube channel. But this book is about having to escape the 9 to 5 and work as little as 4 hours a week. And sounds insane, but I actually was very curious about it. It was so curious to the point that I wanted to quit my job. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but the thing Jeez. is, uh, I I listened to it on Audible and... I took a lot of stuff to heart. And I can't explain it at all, but all I, I, I can tell you guys, listen to this. There's a lot of stuff you could learn. And if you probably follow all the rules and maybe even, even do everything that he kind of says, like the step-by-step process, the procedures, and even the websites he, he suggests, I think it's a possibility that you could travel the world and do whatever the hell you want. But... Let's uh, let's break it down. We have like excerpts, and uh, the excerpt is the my first excerpt is this quote: "99 percent of the people in the world are convinced they are incapable of achieving great things, so they aim for the mediocre. The level of competition is thus fiercest for realistic goals, paradoxically making them the most time and energy consuming." That like hit me hard, because um, that's what I intended. That's that's me. That's <laughs> that's the thing is I always thought I am mediocre. I always thought that I No. <laughs> yeah. So I always thought I could I can't I could have realistic goals if I worked really 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 hard. And I kind of still take that into effect. Like hard work equals uh content or hard work equals more money. And that kind of works for my job. In a sense, this is why I have very big arguments with this book. But the takeaway is create a six-month and a 12-month timeline. 
um, the way it is is if you want to have realistic or even achievable goals to do great things, you need to make a timeline. Actually, two years ago, Sess helped me with this. He actually told me, what do you want to do in six months? Or what do you want to do in 12 months? Um, and this was, the way we structured this was email. Uh, we just wanted to see what we could do in six months or what we can achieve in 12 months. And I told him about, you know, saving up money or saving up, uh, or making a resume, uh, finding a job, graduating college, all that stuff. And for this, that made it more realistic. It was more achievable. It was, it made me see greater things in my life. And that's why I loved, within the two years, I was able to do so much more just by structuring that. So the takeaway is to create a six month and 12 month timeline. And for each one, write down five things you dream of having. Five things you dream of being and five things you dream of doing. This is called framing. Um, but if you could structure a set plan or goals, it, could, it looks more attainable. And it doesn't just look obta- more obtainable. It's, it is obtainable. Actually is, right? Yeah. So, Sess, that was my little takeaway. <laughs> right. Sorry, I kind of went on a huge no, no, rant good. almost. So, go for it. The, um, what was mine? Hold on. Excitement I could, I could is... <laughs> no, this one's yours. <laughs> um, he has a recent episode where he talked about the four-hour work week revisited because it's like, I think it just passed 10 years. Um, oh, yeah. Like 11, yeah, it was, yeah, it's like maybe 11 years. But um someone asks him he it's a q a so he has had someone ask him questions which is like a boss move if you're <laughs> like a podcast Hell yeah. yeah this is my podcast but i'm gonna have someone else uh, ask me questions interview myself um and he's just talking about the book and what he would expand on if he was doing another revision of it and he says there's this filling the void chapter that he would expand on because now, you know, like 10 years later, he's seen a lot of these like successful businesses that were kicked off by people that read this book. Um, so just filling the void is, it's like, what do you do when you have time and money? And, um, he he often says like money will amplify the things that you have already. So kind of like alcohol, but in a different way. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so, let me just read this excerpt. Um, yeah. For all of the most important things, the timing always sucks. Waiting for a good time to quit your job. The stars will never align and the traffic lights of life will never all be green at the same time. The universe doesn't conspire against you, but it doesn't go out of its way to line up the pins either. Conditions are never perfect. Someday is a disease that will take your dreams to the grave with you. And I'll, I'll stop there. So. Woo! Um, I have this, <laughs> this, this broken slideshow has a slide that shows, um, have you heard of Someday Isle? Someday it's Isle. A, it's an island in the ocean where dreams go to die. <laughs> I love it. No, that um, was actually pretty good. I, I don't know where it's from. I heard it on a podcast. I don't think they invented it either. Um, but everyone has these things everyone has had these things like someday i'll do this someday i'll do that someday i'll do this when it's perfect and things like that um and a lot of people 
we're we're raised to think you know um someday i'll enjoy my life and that's when retirement comes and you can like put your head down and do hard work for 50 years then you can start enjoying your life and right oh man when he shattered that and then talked about the mini retirements i loved it i was like oh i i thought if you just worked your butt off and then you get the paid time off you know those like at least that week that you have vacation time you could use that nah the the way he actually implements it is you could do what a year <laughs> or six months to a year of vacation time of mini retirement and instead of someday i'll i'll go out to the bahamas or whatever he has that set structure or plan to get to that faster and like the whole book was was pretty big on on uh optimizing your time what was it uh definition elimination automation and liberation yeah i I could say like a a lot of the book you're not going to agree with the entire book like no one will read it and then think uh and a lot of the objection to uh the book and to him in a lot of cases people will say like oh everyone knows he doesn't work four hours a week like he's a workaholic right um but he probably could (laughs) if he wanted to like at this point um and it's it's not to say that you'll eventually get to where you're only working four hours a week um but there are definitely a lot of themes in this book that it it did change like my perspective on things i read it in 2007 so like i guess a couple of years before i you know joined the workforce (laughs) and all that i read it in college (laughs) and i think it definitely like opened my eyes to um not not to say i ended up like following this completely different path like i did graduate and then um i have i have a job right now (laughs) and you know moving up trying to move up like career ladder and jumping from different jobs and yeah following that path but i i do definitely like I, th- I think it opened, uh, like, when I moved back to Seattle from San Diego and I took a job that was pretty, um, I-, I guess, like, it could be seen as risky. It, it was, like, a three-month thing that, uh, and an- it did go to show, like, oh, you can, like, take a risk in your career. And um, in that case, like, if you, you, it is a luxury, right? So I was grateful for it. Yeah. And I knew, like... This is again like we talked about. It's different if you can barely pay rent, right? <laughs> That's where it's it's kind of hard. That's where you might disagree with the entire book. Like you, you can't right. the whole money thing. Like I think you're explaining about having money. It was on your YouTube uh, video. It's about having the money to do it, and of course, it's it's saving. It's there's a lot more work in just quitting your job. You can't you can't okay. Like one of the parts that I completely disagreed on was quitting the job. If if you can't have your way, then just quit. But the thing that tripped me out was like, okay, so what about your income then? What's going to happen? Um, and uh, I feel like you need to have a backup plan, like a backup job. If you're going to quit, go for it, quit. But <laughs> I don't know about that, that just to quit on the spot. That's That's a very, that was a very debatable subject that he was going off of. But um, yeah, it's it's that money thing. You gotta, you can't be broke to be doing this. <laughs> right? Yeah, it, it's uh, <laughs> it, it is like a privileged um, thing to do to be able to just 
quit and you, you, you do have to have like some kind of support network there um, yeah and, i got a question though yeah. Seth. um but did and it made you see a different perspective but did it help you with like the whole entrepreneur idea kind of mindset um I, i've never described myself as an entrepreneur i guess but uh <laughs> and i wouldn't and um it has I think it helped with, I, yeah, thinking that there's, like, life in your career outside of your day job. Um, right. And I'm not saying, like, your leisure activities. Like, definitely, like, leisure is important. Um, but that uh, the things that you can do outside of, no one's, you can kind of do, you don't have to ask someone to, if you want to be a writer, especially now, like, you don't have to ask someone to start writing and right. sharing your work with the world. It, it, even more so now. I think this helped me understand that. And also, like, some very basic, like, business things. Like, how... I think one of the um, stories from the book, or, like, ideas from the book, is to just how, how you would set up, like, a store to sell, it's like, sailor shirts, something like that. So, like, one guy has <laughs> one style of shirt, and yeah. just seeing, like, oh, this is this is how a system works, like you set up this part and then you do the marketing and um, there's like a back end and all of that. It, right. it it did make me, yeah, probably, I didn't start a business after reading it, but um, had some understanding from there of how like, how money, be- <laughs> how you start a business, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, you had one more, cool. right? Yeah, I, I did. So I had the last, excerpt um and it's uh this quote excitement is the more practical practical synonym for happiness and it is precisely what you should strive to chase it is the cure-all and my takeaway is what excites you what makes you happy and for example with me every time i see someone like if i do a video for them and i see their reaction that makes me happy. That makes me so, like, it makes me solidify my job just a little more. Or, I mean, the, the job I'm trying to, trying to create. It makes me content. For example, doing the wedding videos for the guys that I do, and they see their videos, I see them cry, or I see, I see her laugh or be happy. It's, it's that control of emotion that I love to do. And that excites me. That makes me want to keep chasing my dream job or the job that I want to do on my own terms, my way. And it makes, it's, it's enduring. It's, there's that grit, but you have to have something that excites you. Uh, Or you're going to be in that dead end job. You're going to be stuck and you're going to be like that someday aisle thing. You're going to, you're going to take that to the grave and it's going to be the saddest thing you ever do. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Seth, uh, what, do you, what, what, do you, what do you think about that takeaway? Yeah, I had another excerpt kind of related, so... Um, oh, yeah, go for it, go for it. Yeah, yeah, this is... So, he says, like, lacking an external focus, the mind turns inward on itself and creates problems to solve, even if the problems are undefined or unimportant. If you find a focus, an ambitious goal that seems impossible and forces you to grow, these doubts disappear. Um... I thought this was a different one, <laughs> but uh, I, I think, like, an important thing, like, finding things that excite you, I think, um, 
Yeah, that, that's. I, I like what you said about it, it. It being really rewarding to see like your clients really enjoying like the work you do. Uh, I've been trying to find like what I enjoy, like can find flow in, uh, you know, like peak experiences, whatever it's called. Um, <laughs> yeah. Where I, I, I guess it does. It is more of like the enjoying the journey thing where that's why I have been like I I do enjoy drawing and writing and putting these things together and I can't say I enjoy like seeing people love it because I I mean I do but it rarely happens like Mm. if that was the if that's what I was looking for with uh, like the videos I was making then I would have stopped a long time ago same thing like with the podcast like I enjoy um the act of like talking to you um and putting yeah. like trying to plan the show and all of the <laughs> failures along the way like trying to put the slideshow together that broke um <laughs> so it's okay I th- we talked about this last i think it was like a couple episodes ago where scooter braun was on the bill simmons show and he said once he he reached some number like some like tens of millions or maybe like so, some high number, like high amount of money, realized he wasn't happy. Talked to his dad, and his dad said, "Look to your past year, and think of all the times that you were happiest, and then fill. Once you can do that, work toward filling your life with that. And I Whoa. think that is a really, really good exercise is to think about your last year or two, and write down, or you know, just think think it through." your happiest times um and then think about like if you have if you're still doing those things if you're not uh how come and why would you change that um and tim ferris talks about this too like similarly like uh think of the the people also in a lot of cases your happiest times are gonna be with people so fill your life with those people if you can um i can point out like one of the times i saw you was uh the bat like jason's bachelor party in austin right. that definitely was like one of the happiest times from the last year oh right? yeah and it was just the traveling yeah that was awesome so and then you know you, you do want to you can't always go every weekend to a bachelor party right um <laughs> no no but uh yeah just just take a good like even like diving into that like which parts were the best there it's like it wasn't the going out so like the the thing that sticks out to me is that we we sat down and we watched wrestlemania and ate barbecue probably oh <laughs> and yeah it was awesome it was you know that chill that chill moment yeah. dude that was so sick anyway yeah so like i guess i'll ask you like in the past year mm-hmm. what uh, yeah getting back to the like think about the things that you could do on a week to week basis or like a monthly basis like what in the past year have you done that maybe you would want to do more of oh geez if if i could just get into more video just i, I can't say more weddings because i right. don't get me wrong i i love my we- i love my weekends <laughs> but if i could just do more time of video work maybe because i i liked like after work, I would go. I would have a, a client job, for example, and I would, I would videotape them for a while, and then just edit their video. If I could just do that more, 
because uh, the flow, or I guess you could say flow, the flow of working, making, and editing a video, it, it used to be a, such a grind, but knowing the stuff I know now, like the videos, the editing, the shortcut keys, the, it's, it's so much easier. I, I feel like if I could just do more of that, I'd be more happy rather than doing my nine to five. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. right. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's my takeaway. That's my, that's my answer to you. Yeah, I, I think that's an important thing too. Uh, and this is, we talked about designing your life and that's kind of a, it, it is mostly about like career. And it, this could be an important exercise to do uh, at work. This is this is like another like privileged thing. If you if you can manage your own time at work, I know like some jobs don't like you know <laughs> some jobs you don't have that freedom. Um, no. But if if you do, you can write down again like like I like what you did. You scoped it down to like what things you enjoyed regarding like videography and right. how can you increase that and same thing at whatever your day job is like anyone anyone out there like um and then try to figure out a way to increase that the things that at work that make you happy and again a, a lot of times it is people so I, i've heard like pick your work based on like your teammates rather than the project sometimes so um, oh yeah so that that I guess that is a, a big lesson too from four hour work week is um, in your work, like figuring out who to work with. Uh, of course. Or um, who to spend your time with. Yeah. Exactly. I, I will say though, I'm still grateful my, for my job. If it for wasn't sure. for the job I have, like the one I have now, man, I, I wouldn't be in videography. I would, yeah. I'd probably still be in school or something or probably still doing something I don't, uh, I can't do. But yeah, I'm so grateful for this job. I'm even grateful for like my coworker that's working with me. But yeah, that's, it's just something that, it's a, it's a give and take. But anyways, right. uh, Seth, yeah. Uh, let's finish this up, dude. Uh, how have you been? <laughs> pretty, pretty good. Um, let me think. Oh yeah, we... We watched, uh, Amy and I watched Shape of Water a couple days ago, um, Best Picture. It was also pretty good. Um, I, I feel like I watched it and, um, I don't know, I, I didn't, uh, I, I was just like, I, I liked it. I wasn't, I wasn't like, oh man, I can see completely why this won Best Picture. Um, oh. I, I definitely liked it though, and I do like uh, Guillermo del Toro and all that. Oh, um, that's that. Okay, I, okay, yeah, yeah I, I gotta see that movie. Yeah. yeah. That said, I didn't watch any of the other ones, so oh, I did watch Get Out. So I really like oh, yeah. Get Out. Um, <laughs> yeah, Get Out was but, great. Yeah, uh, I guess that, I, I didn't. That, that wasn't my whole week watching Shape of Water, <laughs> but uh, still doing Five by Five. I think that's going really well, actually. Um, yeah. I think I'm seeing results. I think my body's changing. Uh, so watch out for that after picture someday. Uh, <laughs> that six yeah. pack. Hopefully, you know, affirmations <laughs> like episode 97, we could talk about like how Seth got his new body. <laughs> how shredded he got. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How shredded is too shredded. <laughs> and other gaming life lessons. Uh, that's um, a good one. How's your week? Dude, good, man. So, um,. I, I did another video for the skater. Uh, I did I, I got more client work. Um, 
not not to say like uh, I got jobs for it. It was it was more of the business marketing talking, exp- talking to them and explaining why. Like okay, um, one of my clients actually asked me why. How come is it's this much? And I broke it down to them: the hours I did, the 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 second shooter, the it's not just the quality of the video, but the the aesthetics, the creativity. And then the editing, the storage, the I, I told them all that stuff. Right. And and don't get me wrong, like I, I guess it shook them. I don't right, know if right. that if that's a good thing to say. I don't know if it's the right word, but they haven't answered me back, and that's okay. That's fine. I just I feel that it's better to let the customer know what they're getting for for their for their money, yeah. rather than just hiding all that all that stuff and just right. being like oh yeah you just get a video no no, no it's not it's, there's way way more to it more, but, yeah, um, yeah. but uh did that uh, actually um i took a step back and i wanted to learn a little bit more about the camera uh and the editing so i actually found um this thing called neat video and it takes the noise the noise reduction and drops it tremendously so my night shooting now it's going to look super clean. Uh, a lot better than it was before. Oh, like visual so, noise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The visual, the camera gets that, that grainy right, look. Right. And I hate it. I hate it. So I still have these videos that I've, I'm so glad I, I kept them in a freaking storage device. But I have these videos that are just so grainy that I've not touched in a year or so. And now that I found this, this, this video, uh, this program... I'm definitely going to go right back to it and start editing again and trying it out. I did test the demo, and it takes a long time for it to, to render. That's right. the only downside, but I, I, it's, it's definitely well worth it. And then I actually started looking into uh, taking a step back and looking into more of my cameras. So I did this thing where I just YouTubed, not just the lenses. God, I, <laughs> it's that lens again, but... Um, it's the, the, it's aperture, ISO, shutter speed, all that stuff. Again, I, I just wanted to brush up on my skills, and that's when I, I started looking into C log, or this thing called, um, it's like ungrading, making the picture flat. So when you go into process or editing the video, the video itself is being uh, graded, color graded. So, again, that's just taking a step back from what I do now right. and looking at what I can do better. Yeah, better. Yeah. So that's, that was a whole week of just studying, to be honest. But yeah, I, I mean, I still got to post my YouTube video. Jeez, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> but yeah, my, dude, my week's been great. <laughs> a lot of video. Yeah, it's dude. It's, it's just, good. yeah. Can't wait. But anyways, dude. Um, yeah, dude. I thought this was pretty good. Uh, I think <laughs> this is good. Can't wait to post this on YouTube. But hey, Sess, uh, where can we find you, man? Active Recall on Twitter. Um, yeah, that's probably that's probably the best thing. Uh, <laughs> you got until, it. <laughs> still marching towards a hundred YouTube subscribers. <laughs> yeah, dude. I can't wait, man. I got eight subscribers. I'm nice. so excited, man. <laughs> All right, and uh, you guys can find me on WalterAmedia.com, and then you guys can probably find the YouTube link there because it's too long. But guys, girls, thank you very much for listening. Uh, Sess, it's good to hear from you, man. I wish I could talk to you more. 
frequently. Man, once again, a week. Seeing you. Have I'm a grateful. good week. Yeah, <laughs> so grateful. Uh, yeah, man. I'll see you next week. Shout out to Jason. Happy birthday. Uh, oh, special crap. birthday edition. <laughs> I totally forgot. <laughs> Happy what's, birthday, Jay. What's, your, what's a memory of Jason? Oh, yeah, quick. Uh, and a life lesson. You got it. <laughs> life lesson from Jason. Um, he's doing it, man. He's killing the game right now. Uh, all I can say is Jason's paving his way. Uh, he's making... He's doing the hard work, and it's paying off. Um, it, it, it's just... like I'm grateful that he is doing everything that he can to have the life he wants. And... Uh, you could see it everywhere on him, at him, and it's it's amazing. He's super busy. Jay, happy birthday, man! Uh, good hearing from you, I guess. <laughs> he had good a luck. vision. He yes. executed. Yes, um, that's it. One quick story. I, I I wanted to tell it last week, but um, we were talking about stoicism and yeah. what's in under your control. There was a time. This was like ten years ago. We all went to San Diego. Stayed at my brother's place. He had this place on like by the beach because through work anyway. Um, oh yeah. Jason parked <laughs> in this no parking spot. <laughs> we checked in the morning. We did you know you're joking like oh it got towed it got towed and then you know you get closer and it's like oh it's actually gone it was towed. Um, that can ruin yeah. someone's day probably their weekend but Jason just said oh all right well we'll just get a ride we'll we'll handle this we handled it within like an hour and then it seemed to like not bug him the rest of the day. He, yeah. he looked at what was in control, took care of it, moved on, didn't let it, like, ruin the weekend or even, like, the next, even the afternoon. Yeah, anyway. that's true. Yeah, to be honest, it was shocking because he, the way he said it was, it, it was his fault anyway, so. Yeah. yeah anyway. Yeah, yeah, it was so good. All right, That's so. that. Good seeing you, man. Enjoy the videos, guys. Uh, I'll make a little. Uh, I'll make the video this week. All right, Seth. Have right. a good one.